About 10, 15 years ago, the term conscious business stepped into the overarching conversation in my life. And I looked at what conscious business meant that intersected as well with another term, conscious capitalism. And I'm not entirely sure that we can put a word in front of something and expect to get a different outcome. Now, I'm a huge fan of business. Business as a human-coordinated experience that increases the well-being of all involved, if that's how we're going to define business. In Centropic World, we talk about enterprise, and what I mean by enterprise is any human endeavor. So enterprise, in order to do anything as humans, we've got to do it together. And that could be a family, it could be a community group, it could be a business, it could be a social business, it could be a not-for-profit. Any form of human endeavor is an enterprise. And we deliberately use that word instead of business because the purpose of human enterprise, why we're coming together, should be the thing that takes precedence over whether it's a business or not. We really need to examine what is the meaning of business amongst other things. So in this article, I begin to explore some of these topics why conscious businesses stop being conscious and how to build the business of the future. Uh, maybe it should instead be why conscious business stops being conscious and how to build enterprises of the future. Hello, this is Christine McDougall. This is Sunday Centropy for August 7th, 2022. Thank you for listening. We are entering a new era, whether we like it or not. People are seeking new ways of being in relationship with each other, whether that relationship is in business, at work, in our service to something other than self, in our home, with our family and friends. However, the path forward is uncharted. It is indeed terra incognita. For two decades, I worked as an executive coach to senior leaders, often in very traditional industries like banking. My conversations were always intimate, open-hearted, and safe places for leaders to share their fears, concerns, and mistakes. I often witnessed conversations never before shared, a privilege of trust I treasure to this day. Clearly, the people I worked with were good people, working to be respectful leaders. Yet they also knew that they were working in a business-as-usual model with design features that needed to exploit, extract, and debase to remain a profit maximizer. Knowing this, I wondered why they chose to remain in the business. I concluded that there were many reasons, including the sunk costs of leaving a nice lifestyle and status, and going to what? Where are the business models that do not exploit and extract for profit maximization? Are they social enterprises? Are they conscious business? If a business uses the same frameworks that created profit maximizer machines, the legal codes, the need to grow the bottom line to reward the shareholders, the way we account for value by discounting values needed for life, 
then good intentions will get caught in the same design features that brought us to this exact place we are in today. There is no model or an outstanding example of how to do business differently. No place to point and say, here, here is a company that has unhooked from the language, tools, models, and codes of business as usual. Until Centropic Enterprise. Bold statement, yet that is what we are seeking to do. As an observer learner in this space for over 20 years, I watched many companies tout that they are conscious businesses or social enterprises and then fall into a messy heap of hypocrisy and incongruence. Why is this? What is going on? First, it is important to be clear that we are operating between two worlds. The world of the old system, where everything is built around a model of eternal growth, money-making, success at all cost, status as measured by your external success, the accumulation of stuff, staff, lists, names, how many books you have written, how many this and that. The constant pull of never enough. This world is seductive, attractive, and seemingly very glamorous. Like a beautiful siren, it calls us into to a trance-like state where all of our original impulses are lost. We are so saturated in this world that we cannot see how much it enamors us. The world I hope we are moving towards is one where there is a deep abiding respect, a reverence for the value of people, nature and the environment, where the recognition of abundance is a guiding principle, where reverence as a business practice is the norm. See the article on reverence as a business practice in the show notes. What is said is what is done, inside, outside, within the individual and the group, where the choice to move to mastery is a daily practice, where there is no there that is reached, but deep respect and love for the journey unfolding. Living in the space of emergence, not knowing what is coming next or how it will look, is held as standard. And people move within this without the paralyzing fear and contraction of needing the security of knowing. Where value that makes a healthy contribution to the whole is respected and honored as value, and activities that contribute nothing to the whole are seen for what they are, scams and junk profiteering. I have felt like the cartoon character with one foot on one cliff and the other foot on the other cliff on the other side, with a vast chasm between my legs, my legs in full split, sweat rolling off my face, between these two worlds, holding tight in between, feeling the pull of both, needing to take a complete step into the new world, trying desperately to straddle both. I am not alone. Many people, I suspect, feel the same straddling between these two worlds. Why do businesses with the best intentions end up in a mess? What is the original impulse to start the business in the first place? The source idea and its patent integrity. See an article on the source idea and its patent integrity in the show notes. Let's get clear about that. 
If it is to make money, own it. Nothing wrong with that, except when you project to the world that you are doing something else. In other words, be in total truth around that original impulse. Anchor into it. Choose to describe it carefully, as the words you choose will carry their energetics. If it is clearly articulated and truthful, your original impulse, what we call the source idea, will energize you even when the going gets tough. If you seek to create a conscious business, your original impulse will be about service to others or things outside of yourself. If this is not it, then be clear about what you hold as the intent. For example, becoming famous, making money, getting status, winning the prize, teaching people a lesson, going to IPO. Nothing wrong with any of these. But be clear about which ones that you're really interested in achieving. If your business has been going for some time and is starting to go pear-shaped, then take a weekend off. Get together with your foundation team and get back in touch with the original impulse. Get deeply in touch with it, including the stuff you have tried to keep hidden, like, oh, and by the way, I would really like to show all those jerks who said I wouldn't amount to anything, that they were wrong. Name it, all of it, own it, until you have an aligned clarity around your original impulse source idea your business will likely implode. What commonly happens is a company starts with this original impulse intent, and then if and when the goodie bag shows up, full of all the sirens of the old world, money, fame, success, and power, and through the apparatus of micro-agreements, what we call little atrocities, negotiations are made with that original impulse source idea that erodes and debases its pattern integrity. Before we know it, we are under the spell of glamour, completely disconnected from the truth of why we started the business, in denial as to what is going on within the business, and now enacting the very same behaviours we told ourselves we would never do. It no longer becomes about how we can serve the world with our work, it becomes about some other distraction from the original impulse. Integrity and transparency are lost. I find this heartbreaking to watch. Yet at the same time, I have compassion. As existing and surviving in business is challenging, unfortunately, the options for survival can often feel limited to a return to business as usual practices. This is one of the primary reasons we need a centropic community of practice, to keep each other strong against the forces that insist on things staying the same, to find innovative and creative ways to navigate uncharted waters, to design new and different pathways, models and language. Most people I know want a place to work and play where the original impulse is honoured. Truth is truth with a capital T. What is said is done, and reverence is afforded to all parties internally and externally. They long to find a space and place for that to be the ground of the business. Businesses that remain in an open, honest, integrous dialogue with all stakeholders, holding the original impulse source idea as sacrosanct for as long as it serves all of those at the effect of the business, 
are willing to invite wisdom from all domains. They continue to embody every aspect of what the business stands for internally and externally, while they say no to business as usual legal codes, value metrics, and growth imperatives. To do this is not easy. It takes commitment and investment of the highest order. It takes making choices that refuse to compromise the patent integrity of the source idea. Clarity, courage, and integrity, rigor, reverence, and wisdom, and love. More and more of us seek to engage with companies like this, to buy from them, work with them, and learn from them. This is a world where centropic enterprises become business as usual. Hopefully, I will meet you there. Just a heads up that we have a Centropic World has a break coming up. We will be not producing the Sunday Centropy, August 28th and September 4th. My partner and I are going off grid. Yay. <laughs> Surfing for a week and then diving on the Great Barrier Reef. Also to let you know that we have uh, several programs are now open to register. We have the last two Centropic Enterprise Masterclasses open for registration, two date and time options for the Americas, Australia and New Zealand commencing September 12th and 13th, 12th for the Americas, 13th for Australia, New Zealand, and for Australia, Asia, Africa and Europe, October 18th. We also have, uh, we are launching Dare to Care, Speak the Radical Truth with Compassion, which is about upgrading your communication skills learning how to give really powerful, affirming feedback to become a better communicator. This program was delivered to thousands of people in the banking and finance sector early in the 2000s. It was a program I created and uh, we're bringing it back by request from the Centropic community. So that is also open for registration that commences on September the 19th. It is only in the Euro time zone, Australia and Africa, Asia, Europe time zone. So we'd love to see you in any of those. Thank you for listening. I love answering your questions. So if you have any questions for this episode or previous episodes, please visit centropic.world forward slash podcast and click the orange button. Hi, Steve from Melbourne here. And my question is, Hi, this is Robin from warm and sunny Tanzania. My question is, Good morning. This is uh, Michael Freiber from Germany. My question is, Hi, this is Colleen in the Netherlands. My question is, Hi, this is Cindy from beautiful Cambridge. Hello, I am Paul Epping from the Netherlands. And my question for the podcast Bonjour, my name is Dorothy from Brussels, Belgium. Hi, my name is Ivan from Cali, Colombia, but I'm living in Bali right now. Uh, so my question is... Hi, I'm Rochelle Armstrong from North East Victoria, Australia. My question is... Hi, Eth, this is Lorraine in Montreal, Canada, and my question is... And that completes my question. And that completes my question.